Welcome to the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show with Landon Witt. You're about to learn hyper-local market knowledge happening right now in the Oklahoma City real estate market. Landon is a genuine, self-made top realtor in Oklahoma City with millions of dollars in real estate closed every year and hundreds of satisfied clients. He's top-rated by sites like Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com, and Homes.com. He's actually been there and done it. He's a successful investor, property manager, and residential broker who's worked with clients from all over the globe to help achieve their real estate goals. Whether you live right here in the city or across the country, welcome to the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. Here is your host, Landon Witt, with this week's Daily Market Update. Welcome to episode six of the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. On today's show, we have Dennis Spielman, director of the movie District Up in Oklahoma City that released in 2016. He's now working on a new project called Uncovering Oklahoma. It's a blog and kind of a meetup and a mashup of all characters uncovering interesting restaurants, interesting entrepreneurs and people in the town. So we're going to be talking about that project with him. Today, 4th of July, so awesome to have an episode on Independence Day. Yeah, we um, so far um, are off to a good start with super hot weather, super clear, good weather. The rain finally got out of here, so that's good to hear. We finished off July with some good numbers. Um, Or excuse me, June, we're into July now. But we finished off June with 220 homes being sold. Um, That was good stuff. Uh, Days on market went up to 39 on the average for the closings of June. 39 days on market. That went up from, I believe it was 35 last week. So, um, And I think the reason for that, and we're going to talk about this in a bit, is the reduced inventory on the market right now. When we have less homes to choose from, those homes that are less than ideal that maybe have been on the market longer than the others are now starting to sell. So um, reduced inventory, pretty crazy, uh, getting into those numbers in a bit. Um, So because we just ended the month, I want to say some other figures that might be helpful to you to understand kind of the encompass of the market right now. The average square foot price for June was $95 per square foot. Uh, That's the average. And the median, that middle ground, uh, you know, cutting out the top end price per square foot and then that bottom end price per square foot, just getting kind of that medium ground. The median was $90.05 per square foot. The top square foot price for this last seven days topped $248 a square foot. Wow. That was uh, 1221 Marlboro Lane, spelled just like the cigarettes. If you want to check out that one, $248 a square foot. Excellent. Wow. Um, so on that population, um, we so I'm looking at the statistics, right? And I noticed that we, for June, are like the lowest amount of active properties on the market since I can go back, um, our MLS system lets me go back uh, to 2008 on the statistics screen. We can go back further than that in individual metrics, and we're going to try to run this in a bit. But just on the main screen statistics, 
for June, 2,620 active listings were on the market. That's not been that low since before 2008. So in 10 years, we haven't had that low. Um, The year before, 2017, just to give you a perspective here, had 3,073 homes active on the market. And this month we had, or yeah, this month, this year, compared to last year, last year was 3,073. This year is 2,620. We haven't hit 2,000. The lowest we've hit, let's put it this way, is 2,940. That was in 2016. But before that, we're in the 4,000s, 3,000, 3,500. Now we're at 2,620. Something is interesting here, and I was wondering, like, so why is the inventory down? Is it just people are not selling? Are we out of, you know, are we getting a population growth? And, you know, you can't, it's actually really hard to figure out what the population of a city is until the year ends. And I was talking with the city, uh, the Chamber of Commerce here in Oklahoma City, and we're like, trying to figure out how do you gauge population growth and it's it's actually a wild thing because you're thinking what do you do you check driver's license records like how do you find out how many people are coming to Oklahoma City because if we're running out of houses to sell and we're like 600 what is that 600 houses less than what we did this month last year that were active and available on the market no not 600 400 470 470 less houses, that's a big deal, in one month, that less to choose from. That tells me there's more people buying houses. I mean, folks, there's more people buying houses. I've felt it. It's, it's, it's been the motion in the market. The speed has been there. Um, and I'm trying to get confirmation on that. And the only thing I've got is an algorithm by a site called Esri, which the, the Chamber of Commerce kind of uses as an informal guide. Uh, Esri's spelled E-S-R-I, and you have to have an actual subscription. I think it's pretty expensive, too. But she shared with me their database. So the actual census record for 2017 for Oklahoma City was 643,000 people in Oklahoma City, okay, for 2017. Esri with their fancy dancy algorithms and all their, you know, spatial networking based upon population growth over the time and some other metrics that I don't even understand is putting 2018 projected at 673,000. That's a 30,000 person increase. Now, again, this is just an algorithm. Nothing's to confirm it yet. Because come to find out, one of the good things about America is you don't have to file paperwork when you change cities right away. You can, you know, I know some people that actually just like to keep their original driver's license. Yeah, sure. I mean, if you get pulled over, the police will say you need to change your driver's license and you're supposed to within 30 days of moving there. But you don't necessarily like no one kind of checks up on you. No one says, hey. When did you move here? You know, sign this log. You've just moved to a new city. That's kind of the interesting thing about the United States is you you, you can kind of move around wherever you want, you know, and so it makes it really tough to track this. So when I see a figure like this, um, and it's and it it tracks back all year, we've had reduced inventory. Um, 
starting in February, well, Jan- January, into January, into February, we were tracking 200 properties less per month than we did the year before. And now we're up to 470 less than the year before each month. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that's consistent with the, the uprising in the per square foot price. Um, also, another metric I want to bring up, and this is something that I'm working on, um, and our, I, I'm trying to just like ask people as much as I can, but I really think more people are selling outside the MLS. And what I mean by that is um, builders are now listing directly on Zillow and Trulia as a builder and being successful. Interesting interesting metric here that it's changing the way that we can write statistics in our MLS system. Well, guess what? Those appraisers here in Oklahoma City, they don't use Zillow and Trulia. And very few of them ever go on the county records to actually find property sales. They go off of the MLS record. Now, with the new, this new beginning wave of new properties being listed directly online through, through Trulia or Zillow or um, some of the other nakedhomes.com, some of these other real, realestate.com, these other resources, those are getting tracked in a different way. So we really may have to change our metric here on how we look at the market um, to really gauge how homes are truly performing. As of right now, Oh, I'd say if you've got a home that's beautiful and ready to go um, and you're not, you know, crazy overpriced, you're going to be in a good position. Um, And speaking of that, home in the under 500 range for the week goes to 3226 Northwest 18th. Again, nobody's paying me to find these. I, I just pull them up and based upon experience with buyers in our current market, I find these interesting and priced, maybe not perfectly correct, but close enough. This one is a kind of a uh, Cape Cod style, two-story, traditional home built in, what is it, uh, 1928. It's got a turquoise-themed shutters, and we got the picture down below, so if you look at the description, you can check it out. But a nice walkway going up to it, nice space, good setback on the land. You go back through the side of the house, and there's a gate, and you can drive back behind the house. And the second floor, which is kind of this addition on one side, kind of overhangs the porch and the balcony area. And you kind of have this little private kind of city-like looking thing going on there. And then the bricks of the home are all one solid color. And it kind of gives this just kind of lots of lines look going on on the outside that I really think is going to be um, the, the right buyer that sees this. It's just, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good match. There's a lot of unique things going on in the interior too um got you know of course the rounded off hallways as you as you change which are really popular in the 1920s um but um 
great placement here. Um, parquet floors, um, I guess, were upgraded in 1970 or so uh, towards the kitchen area. But because of the two, it's parquet floors, but then they have like the larger square uh, design. So it's a it's a two foot by two foot parquet floor that's a dark color, and then it, it contrasts with a light color. So it makes it a checkerboard kind of looking floor. Very unique complements well with the cabinet space um, it does have kind of leans towards the 1990s green um, you remember in a lot of corporations especially law firms in the late 90s you had a lot of green going on there green and gold and brown and wood and that um, that similar to that color green is what we've got going on in the in the kitchen counters so bathrooms have just crazy um interesting tile work going with a lot of intricate art so that may be something uh to look at there um there is uh kivo properties actually has that one and this sunday from two to four is an open house on that one again that's 3226 northwest 18th it is in the 439 price range which I'm not, uh, I mean, just statistics, I'll tell you, most of the listeners on this show aren't buying a house in the 439 range, but you know what? If you're looking in the Linwood area, which has houses that range all the way down to 120, um, you might want to stop by and see what the neighbor's doing at this really cool home and get some ideas, and maybe you have a friend that wants to purchase this one. Again, 3226 Northwest 18th Street. Um, for the price range under 200K comes 1414.1 North McKinley in Oklahoma City. This is another one put on by Kivo Properties. Again, I don't work for Kivo, um, but they are, they've got some good stuff going on this week. This one has a bright red door. It's a bungalow. Kind of a, uh, a craftsman uh, bungalow, uh, 19, uh, what is it, 27, 21, nice, 1921, historic feel. This one might have been, I can't think of his name, but he was a dentist, and he started a lot of these bungalow houses in the early 1920s. Um he, you know, he was a developer that basically bought a land and, and got a group together and built most of the bungalows that you see in Oklahoma City today. Um, I had something to do with um, Nichols, um, Gregory Gerbert, something like that. Anyways, if you if you research the 1920s Oklahoma City bungalows, his name will come up. But as we go into this one, we have with just this new idea of what people are doing with these is knocking out that first wall. When you walk in, you have that, the living space. And then there's that wall there usually on the bungalows. They're blowing that wall out. They're blowing the next wall out. And it's just a straight long stretch all the way from the front door to the back of the room. And that is, um, or to the back where the kitchen's at. So this one, if you go to see it, and this is in the 187.5 price range, or price, um, you will probably be taken by this large open space, which really, honestly, needs to be staged. These huge open spaces are tough to visualize space in, but when you get there, 
park. When you go to any home that has a large open space with no furniture, okay, try to step halfway through that big room and turn back around and kind of gauge, okay, this is the corner of that room. And this is where my living room setup's going to be. And this is where my couch is going to be. And kind of make that large room fragmented so that you can see the furniture in there. You can get the space, but then realize that there's not going to be any walls confining that space. And what it does is it allows you to really kind of get that visualization of here's how I'm going to use that space. But then also here's how cool it is to have no walls there because then you can really kind of have a kind of a a group party environment. You know, when you have friends over, you can feel like you're at a coffee house. You can feel like you're at a restaurant with only eight people over at your house because of this, you know, no wall environment. It's very similar to a retail setting. And I think that's what really pulls us in about this open concept is it just feels lively, new, and fresh. So... Anyways, that one, again, 1414-1 North McKinley in Oklahoma City. Um, that one is in the uh, Beavers sub subdivision or edition. All right, so I've talked enough. I want to get Dennis on the show here. Um, Dennis, again, the director of District Up, which if you've not seen that yet, you need to, and you don't have to pay a thing. It's free on YouTube. It's a 50-minute documentary about the districts in Oklahoma City, and he's done a great job of keeping it entertaining. Um, It's gets into the artwork on plaza talks to the business owners which their vocabulary in this movie is just fantastic the way these folks talk about their business is like a lover i mean it is just it's great to hear i mean just an entrepreneur myself i i'm going dennis you nailed it you really got the right people on on tape there that was that was actually filmed in 2016 which was when the plaza district was really growing and really kind of pressing some boundaries. And, and it even is to this day. It's still going. And those property values are just climbing uh, in response to that, too. So the, just the last two years has really been uh, amazing to watch. So you can go back there and watch that um, and also check out uh, what we're going to talk about is Uncovering Oklahoma, uh, his new project. So, uh, Well, Dennis, welcome to the show today. Um, so you being a filmmaker here in Oklahoma City, you've done uh, a lot of integrating with meeting with local uh, people here in Oklahoma City and kind of capturing their opinion and feelings on Oklahoma City. Uh, also, you're doing a new project called Uncovering Oklahoma, uh, which is basically a, a foca- focal point for events that are occurring in Oklahoma City. Yeah, I like to describe Uncovering Oklahoma as a travel and interview series where we uncover creative people and places throughout the state. Hmm. That's good stuff. So tell me a little bit about what you're doing now. I mean, what are you into now? Uh, Uncovering Oklahoma is my main project, and it has been something I've been doing for a little over nine years now, actually. It started off as kind of a more of a hobby, you know, just kind of like showcasing, you know, fun things to do in Oklahoma, kind of more geared towards teens and young adults, uh, because that was always the that was one the demographic I was in, but it was also the demographic that also complained a lot about, oh, there's nothing to do. What is there to do on board? And it was like, you know, keep in mind, Oklahoma City was quite a bit different nine years ago. There wasn't nearly as much going on, you know, today as it was back then. Uh, but 
there were still things going on and you know there's still hidden gems and things that people just weren't aware of and i'm still running into that issue people are just not not aware of things that are in their bubble or they are outside of their bubble and trying to get people to try new things and experience new things and just have a more adventurous life hmm. you know that is that is the question it's like so there's exciting things going on, but then you have to convince yourself to leave the house because we have these busy lives now. We're working all the time. We may see something on social media happening, but it's like actually getting out and going to that event. That's the hardest thing sometimes is to get, get people to actually show up. So um, you're doing a good job of that to make the, the events look good. Um, I like the interviews that you did. Um, talking about like the entrepreneurship down in Norman that's going on with the grind. That was cool stuff. Um, I'd like to see more of that. In fact, I'm going to try to be there for the July 6th, I think is the next event with the grind. Yeah, Startup uh, startup Grind. Uh, for those who don't know, Startup Grind is a new monthly entrepreneur. It's actually uh, was founded in part by Google, so, or at least one of the main presenting sponsors. So, and it happens to uh, throughout the U.S. and actually throughout the world. So uh, there's a startup grind Oklahoma City chapter, but there's also several other chap. You know, there's tons of chapters in different cities, so you can always, you know, go to startupgrind.com and find the local chapter near you. Hmm. That's good stuff. So let's talk just a little bit more about the District Up film um, that you that you produced. Uh, I think it was 2015 when it when it released. It was a 50 minute full length documentary. Um, is that am I getting that right is on 20, the dates? Uh, six six. Jeans. We're in 2018, and it came out last year. So, yeah, 20... No, no, Inviting Art came out last year. So, yeah, 2016 is when it came okay. out. It showed for Dead Center 16, so, yeah. So, when we talk about Oklahoma City, right, if I just Google Oklahoma City, and I'm in a different state or a different country, and I'm trying to find out about Oklahoma City, I'm looking for films, there's really not that many. I mean, I'm talking less than 10 that will come up, and yours is one of them, and this mm-hmm. film called District Up, and it's a film about districts in Oklahoma City, which are, like, neighborhoods, like in New York City of the Soho, you know, Chinatown town those districts well in oklahoma city we have a similar setup and you went through and you interviewed the 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 leaders of those the community yeah, leaders, the community yeah. leaders and got their take on that um when you were doing that project what did you learn about oklahoma city and how did it change the viewpoint of okay here's how a city's made and here's how here's what the behind the scenes looks like i mean tell, talk to me a little bit about that one of the things i learned really interesting is how long it took for each of these districts to really turn around. It's not something that happens in a year. I mean, case of like Film Row and uh, Plaza District, it was a good solid 10 years before they became like hip and cool and a place you wanna feel safe to go to. It's it's an ongoing process that takes a lot of time and a lot of effort and it's a community, it's a collaboration effort. It's not something you know one person can do all by themselves. It's mm. really a group effort. You know, that's a, a very powerful thing. Uh, Rachel Taylor um, said uh, last night or the, the, yesterday morning was that Oklahoma City is a city where people work together. You know, I think there's other cities where the competitiveness is so high that it almost, uh, it almost uh, you know, dwarfs our, our stops the growth of entrepreneurship because instead of ideas being able to be you know a community effort and working on it together there's too much competition whereas in oklahoma city it's like hey no let's do this because 
you know, we want that here. Uh, you yeah, know? there really is a strong mentality of all ships rise together. And I mean, there's still some, uh, you know, competition, and that's great because you kind of do want some competition because that's how somewhat like you improve a little bit. So competition in Oklahoma City, I mean, there's it's always healthy to have some competition because that's how you innovate. You know, if everyone's kind of floating around, you know, someone needs to stand up and do something different, you know, just to kind of get the ball rolling a little bit. And everyone wants to try to one-up each other. But there's also, you know, an aspect of, you know, everyone wants to try to help each other out too as well. So you need a good healthy mix of both. Mm-hmm. That's so good. So are you planning in the future to, are you going to attend a lot of these events for Uncovering Oklahoma? I mean, are you covering them as a journalist or how, what's the format in the future going to be? I mean, how, how are you covering these events? A lot of the events, most for me, my goal is to get people to go experience things. So I kind of do a mix of things. Usually I try to promote events in advance. So that way people can like research it, see if it's something that they're interested in doing themselves, and then, you know, put it on their own schedule. And then I will, depending on the benefit, something like I personally interested or I personally think would be an interesting story, I'll go out and visit it, take some pictures. I can be somewhat of an introvert at times, and there are just days where like, no, I just want to stay stay home, or maybe I'm working on another project and I can't. You know, there's just so much going on, like, it is impossible to keep up with everything. There, there have been some nights where um like on some thursday nights even actually there's just so much going on it's like i like pick and choose like what am i gonna do you know i had to choose one thing over the other and that's that's a good problem to have i sure sure that's the that's the that's the uh the uh symptoms of a growing town right Mm -hmm. you know so Okay, um, so this next year, right? Uh, so we're halfway through 2018. Uh, what are your goals for finishing up 2018? I mean, what's what's the driving force behind what you're going to do this year? The main thing that I'm personally um, driving towards for 2018 is I've actually recently uh, created kind of a new organization that is sort of an umbrella parent company for all of my shows, not just Uncovering Oklahoma. I run a couple of shows called Yes Science, Colorful Escapes. I'm even starting a new podcast called Tales Unveiled, which is a fictional podcast that kind of explores some of Oklahoma urban legends. So I got a bunch of projects. But anyway, this new parent organization is called The Show Starts Now Studios, um, which you can visit at theshowstartsnowstudios.com. And it's going to be a nonprofit organization with the ambition of kind of creating a live TV audience studio experience here in Oklahoma City. You know, bringing, you know, live studio audience, you know, talk shows, doing sitcoms, even children's shows, and, uh, you know, our own version of Saturday Night Live, you know, political satire, just that whole wide, you know, gauntlet of shows where it's, where the audience is, you know, somewhat interactive in with the show as well. You know, it seems to be the push on the districts, the push on new media in this town is really geared towards getting people together. Mm-hmm. I really seem that that's a that's a common trend on if it's a local business, they're trying to have live music there, events to bring people in to kind of get them out of their homes and get them together. Do you see that being a trend in Oklahoma City where more people are coming together? Yes. Well, one of the things in order to survive as a business, you need to have some sort of community engagement. That's why, you know, some retailers are failing because they just don't have that community engagement. There's a reason why, you know, like, for example, bookstores, you know, people think, oh, you know, Amazon, you know, that's where I get all my books and everything. But local bookstores are making kind of a comeback. And there's quite a few here in Oklahoma City. Um, 
and Edmund and just in the Metro that are just doing really well because they have that community engagement element. You know, they will host author talks, you know, they will host, you know, they'd, they'd be something more of than just a place to buy things. You know, there's a way to kind of interact with your community. And that's really going to be one of the key things for as a local business, it's going to make you stand out from big box retailers. And that's my, that's really my advice is try to find some sort of like community engagement that you can do, you know, some sort of special event. Um, even if it's just some like fun little thing where it's just you're taking part on like whatever like hashtag it is like you know national ha- happy or national donut day or something you should do something with donuts you know <laughs> and you'll be surprised like how, how often that that works and engaging customers and getting people to come visit you mm. well you're doing some amazing stuff Thank i look you. forward to seeing what you're doing in the future um it was really uh, uh encouraging to see your material and your content you're putting out there so um i am going to be one of this you know one of your fans going forward watching you uh dennis i know you're a busy man yes. uh you've got to get going thanks for stopping by the studio today uh we look forward to seeing the content that you coming out with in 2018 and 2019 yes thank you for having me uh, for anyone else uh, be sure to visit uncoveringoklahoma.com and the show starts now studios.com and they'll take you to all my latest projects and that I'm working on. All right. Thanks, Dennis. Thank you. And that concludes episode seven of the Oklahoma city real estate show. If you've got any questions, comments, concerns, you can actually visit okcrealestateshow.com. There's a little comment box there now where you can put in your comments, questions, anything. It goes straight to my desk so we can talk about those issues. You can also email me at Landon, L-A-N-D-O-N, at okcreal.com. That's R-E-A-L.com, O-K-C-R-E-A-L.com. You guys have a lot of fun today out at 4th of July. Don't get in too much trouble. Enjoy the fireworks shows tonight. And it's always a pleasure being on the show with you. Have a great day wherever you are.